0: Welcome or welcome back to Biracial and Bitchy, a show about holding multiple identities and reconciling them into one strong sense of self. And now your host, Nisha Balsara. Ken Cho! Welcome or welcome back. This week, I thought we would have a little catch up. This is such a bittersweet time is recording the podcast because like I swear this piece of content that I wait all week to make and I like I could podcast every single day. I love it. I love it. I love that you're not scrolling. I love that you're just hanging out, listening. Maybe you're doing the dishes, driving to work, getting things done. I love making a podcast. I thought we could just sit today and catch up and I could tell you, um, I don't know, one of my favorite things to do is to call or FaceTime my friends that I don't see very often because they live farther away and just be like, what, what is good? Tell me what's good. Tell me everything. I want to hear about what are you putting on your face? What are you watching? What are you reading? Like what spiritual development have you uncovered next? And I thought it might be fun that we could just sit and catch up like gal pals. Um, And I wanted to also go into detail about what we have been talking about online in the DMs. Oh, also, I've been thinking about, also, also, also. (laughs) I'm gonna try to stop saying that. I'm gonna gonna try to grow, but I can't make any promises because I grow a little slow. I have been entertaining the thought of doing one of those private group DMs that they have on Instagram. I think it's called a subscription which really threw me off at first because I thought it was like paid but it's not and I've been following some of my favorite creators I have to say Kristen Johns in particular has an incredible like private DM group where she shares like recipes and what she's doing in the day um and I thought we could have one for biracial and bitchy so if you would like to be a part of that keep your eyes peeled and I'm gonna figure out how to do that and it could just be us chatting all right I wanted to tell you something groundbreaking are you ready Are you holding your breaths? I don't think, this is for all my curly girlies or wavy girlies, I don't think you need a curly cut. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I don't think curly cuts on most people, let me take that back. I don't think curly cuts are made for everyone. I am someone who has, you know, a lot of waves and some curls, some ringlets. And I have found when I just get a really... Good, decent haircut with not too many choppy layers, nothing shorter than my cheekbones, the highest point of my cheekbones. I can really do anything with my curl pattern. And the way I would like, this is the way I measure it. I don't want anything too short that I can't make a full ringlet or wave with that texture of hair. So I try to keep everything all short layers below my cheekbone because that's where I make like one full ringlet in my strands um otherwise you're just gonna have hair sticking up you know if it can't complete a ringlet or a wave you're gonna have those floofy little bits all over and I think when we curly cut hair it can look fantastic curly but if you're someone like me who likes to mix it up and do a little blowout every now and then like I have to mix things up visually like I'm an I'm an artiste who expresses herself with the things she does with her body. Yeah, I have to mix it up sometimes. Sometimes I just wanna be a blowout bitch. And if you've blown out a curly cut, you know it can be a frightening sight. So just just think about your lifestyle before you go in and you see all these TikToks with these girls who like their whole entire job is to have perfect waves. Let's just think about that for a second, okay? There are people who are just content creating for having perfect curls, all right? Stop comparing your hair to that. That's fine for them to get a curly cut. Because they have to just show you the curls all the time. Or they have a different texture than me. You know what I mean. Does not mean you need it. I feel like you always have to question when you're scrolling. Like for me personally, this is something I live by. If everyone is going one direction, you don't want to keep going with them. You want to stop, take some thoughts, and say, does the opposite direction actually uh, work for me? Especially with beauty stuff, okay? Just think about it. All of us are so individual and unique. It's okay to question things sometimes. I think we keep looking at like beauty things as, oh, this will be the thing that will make me peaceful with my hair, or this, if I just get lip filler, I'll love lipsticks more. No. and it's, You don't need to commodify your body in order to express yourself. So always just stop before, before doing those little things, whether it's a haircut or a cosmetic enhancement. Just, like, don't be afraid to question it, and at the end of the day, it is your body, so do whatever you want with it. So let's catch up. What am I doing? So I, right now, I'm 32 years old. I don't think we've had a proper catch up. So let's uh, start it off by telling you guys I now drink coffee. Yes, I am in my 30s. So I'm tired. I'm also rebuilding a business from the ground up um, after building another business for years. And, <laughs> you know, when you're in your like 20s, you can really just like abuse your body. And in your 30s, things start uh, things starts thinking like you know what? No, I actually require I require maintenance, and then you just have so many responsibilities that just keep you up. Um, so I do drink coffee now. All that to say, I do consume coffee on a semi-regular basis, and um, although I am not an espresso girly, I'm not a latte girly. I'm a cafe au lait. I love my street level. I don't even know what the coffee is called. I'll post it on my Instagram. <laughs> I really like it. I have this like fancy coffee maker that someone got us for our wedding and I, like every time I use it it feels so bougie and it makes like the creamiest loveliest coffee. Like I just think I had drank so much burnt awful coffee now I like kind of get it. And yes I drink it with mostly cream it's like almost white but it is coffee nonetheless and I really like that. I just uh, you know. we we change, we grow, we get old and tired. And I think that's okay. And another thing in body maintenance, I have to work out now. I have to work out. If I don't work out now, like, you know, I I could go days just like working and just like not having to really stretch or move my body. Now, if I work at a desk for longer than an hour, my lower back feels like it's going to snap in half. And I don't know, I've tried everything. I've tried <laughs> I've tried those weird little like seat pillows that make you look like you have hemorrhoids. I've tried kneeling chairs, crisscross chairs. I actually really want a crisscross chair, but I don't think it's going to solve my problem because it only goes away when I'm doing my freaking pelvic floor. Yeah, I'm a pelvic floor therapy queen right now. You know what? You know what? Kegels? Kegels ain't it. And oh gosh, can we just talk about... This obviously doesn't apply to everyone, but it applies to me. You get married and it is baby time. Like everyone is looking at, everyone is looking at my stomach. Everyone is looking if I'm drinking alcohol. I find myself nowadays going to go get, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like a glass of wine just so everyone isn't staring at me thinking I'm pregnant. It is weird they tell you okay I grew up in the bible belt they tell you don't look at pee pee anytime don't look at it don't even think about it don't go near one I was so afraid of the ween for so long now that I'm married everyone is like when are you gonna get on it why aren't you fucking him right now get on this man's dick like it's weird it is so weird culture is weird but in that vein I mean like I'm still thinking about it My mom, when I was growing up, I remember she told me so much about like getting ready to have a baby. And one of the things she like implanted in me is that like, you need to like get in really good physical shape and get your pelvic floor ready before you even get pregnant because you can get like really tired or really sick. You don't really know what you're getting into. So like this year, I don't know if you've noticed, but this is like my flop era. This is when I'm like, Learning how to do pelvic floor therapy, trying to get in the gym again, learning how to do my hair. So, if I have a child with curly hair, I can do their hair. It has just been a long era of re getting to know myself so that I'm not like a shitty mom. And you know, I'm not going to be perfect, but like, I have been in mommy, I'm in my mommy era. I don't even think you need to be in your mommy era to have kids or to like be in the process of thinking about having kids or even having kids at all. I think the mommy era is reconnecting to like that mother nurturing spirit in your soul that is like the caretaker. And that's what I've been doing. I've been caretaking up the wazoo. I've been caretaking my wazoo. (sighs) So yeah, I'm doing like that diaphragmatic breathing, making sure I separate my abs from my my inner core and uh, making sure I'm not doing Kegels because Kegels can actually make it harder to go through labor. (laughs) It's like so much, y'all. I am in my mommy era. And on top of that mommy era, we bought a house in 20... Oh yeah, like the first month of 2021. You remember like the, everyone's buying a house, interest rates were bananas. I don't even know how we got this place, but we have a whole ass house to take care of. We went from like a one bedroom to a whole ass house. And I was just like not used to taking care of more than 200 feet around me. <laughs> and like keeping up with laundry is like, I, I, there are so many more linens and I'm just starting to realize it's going to be homemaking on steroids to have a bébé. Lots of laundry. So I am getting on it. I'm in my mommy era. And like, it's not for a child right now. It's actually for me. And that is how I'm getting out of the flop era, everyone. We're going to talk about everything that we're doing to make sure that by the time that I get knocked up, I'm not going to tell you when. It's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. I'm infertile. So, like, well, I'm also infertile and unwilling to get pregnant right now. But you'll just have to wait and see, cuties. But I'll be damn sure ready to be a MILF by then. And you know what? If I flop my entire pregnancy, if I am vomiting the entire time, can't stay awake, my business goes under because I can't run it anymore, I'm going to be hot, okay? What do I mean by hot? I mean, I'm going to optimize my fucking flop era like no one's business. Now, getting hotter is subjective, right? And I think you need to channel what that means to you specifically. To me... It's not only about approving my physical appearance. The physical appearance kind of comes. The hotness comes from transforming. The first step in creatively compiling and creating the path of which to follow, the yellow brick road of which to go to see the wizard to become hotter. You have to make a vision board, baby. You got to make a vision board, baby. I I like, I'm sorry, you got to do it. Go on Pinterest and I want to make it private. I like to make it private because I feel like it comes true (laughs) more if it's private. So I have a very, very specific vision board of all the physical manifestations that I envision when I think of completing my goals. Having that physicality helps me not only like visualize it more, but differentiate what is my own authentic taste and experience. I find this so much more accurate than just going on TikTok and scrolling and looking at beauty YouTubers and seeing everyone's trying the same thing, the same satin hair wrap, the same, like cultivate the visual aspect and then do your own research on how to fulfill that. Like if you were making like a vision board for a movie, you wouldn't go out and look for props before you've even figured out what you need to do. So for me, that would look like cultivating my own sense of taste. Like, what do I want my house to look like? I, I've gone through such a style transformation, and also, you know, decorating a house is expensive, so I'm obviously <laughs> haven't been able to afford to make it look the exact way I want to look. But making sure that the things that I'm bringing into the home, <laughs> mostly from the thrift store, align with my taste and are not just compulsive spending items that just felt good in the moment Um, making sure that my fashion is starting to blend into what's on my board what I'm actually starting to connect with when you create these little like pins or even if you do it through magazines or printing out things or making it your phone background whatever you do what you're doing in that moment don't let anyone ever discredit I think because of capitalism and because of the world we live in, we really think productivity is always creating something physical and something that you can sell. Where the importance of cultivating personal style and taste is almost like laying a moral foundation of what you will engage with with the art of being your human self. I think that first step in visualizing creating that board, spending time with yourself without scrolling, looking at and searching conceptual photos that'll help you feel inspired and invigorated and like there's something to live for, there's something to look for, there is like there is an end to this flop era of transformation. Cuz that's really what a flop era is. You can sit in it and you can flop and you can just flop hard and feel bad, but you can also use it as a time to assess and get to know yourself, have a good attitude, and know there is a future that you are striving to create in this area, in this time of growth. For me, I really want to cultivate a stronger sense of personal style. That's because my morals, I really, really want to stop shopping at so many fast fashion places. There are some things that are just like I have to. I have a very specific bra size like it's really hard for me to find ethically made bras that fit that size and sometimes you know they're always like little we're imperfect it's an imperfect system but most of my clothes is now thrifted or I've had for years and I would love to continue doing that and incorporate some nicer ethically made brands. But there are so many of those out there. And at first, I just looked at everything. I felt so overwhelmed. And I realized I had to cultivate a certain look and make sure that I even liked it before I invested all this money. So I did a huge freaking closet clean out. It was the worst experience of my life. <laughs> but I reread the like, Art of Tidying Up. I did it. Jesse ended up doing it with me. It was amazing. We can do a little video about it if you want. We recorded the whole thing. It was epic. I got rid of like like 20 bags of stuff. It was bananas. Cultivating taste not only gives you confidence because you know what you want. Confidence is really just like knowing yourself and knowing what you want. And like, I'm just encouraging you to spend this time flopping a very significant time before you try even transforming, sitting and like building the taste that you're going to grow into like think about who you want to become and it's just we have one life it is so short we don't know what how many days we're given we don't know how long it takes it is so important to spend some time with yourself especially when things aren't going good I think when things aren't going well it's often a time that we can we can retreat inside of ourselves to just take a little picture and assess what's going on and become our own best friend, especially when the world feels so scary and so difficult to navigate. You're going to be the one navigating this. And that's fucking hot. Becoming a more self-assured, confident version of yourself is going to leak into all parts of your life. Another thing that I'm doing is I'm trying to improve my soul. So I went to a kirtan that completely changed my life because I hadn't gone to a kirtan in years. It's basically a spiritual celebration where you chant and sing. Often mantras are said and it's beautiful and then you have like maybe a meal or some food afterwards. And it's just like a beautiful way to reconnect to yourself and to gratitude. And I had really not thought much about having a spiritual practice since I left Texas and it was no longer in this like Christian bubble I really looked away from spirituality for so long and right now after that since then I think it's been like months I just started realizing that although I don't agree with a lot of organized religion I think spirituality especially from ancient religions is so interesting and I have just become so fascinated with removing the religion from spirituality and looking at ancient practices and kind of concocting a little spiritual practice that means a lot to me and it has helped me so much in connecting to myself, how I navigate about the world and how I interact with other people But most importantly, how I interact with myself, I have become so much more forgiving to myself. I'm one of those people who's like way kinder to other people than I am to me. And ever since starting, delving into spirituality more, especially connecting back to my roots and thinking about all the things like, my parents taught me growing up and and doing more research into that has really become such an interest of mine because the way I feel when I practice certain spiritual things like it gives me it's energizing it gives me hope it gives me strength it it allows me to think about others than myself and to do research and to put my heart into the world and not be so individualistic. I know this is silly and you guys are here for beauty stuff, but I couldn't, I couldn't encourage a makeover for the soul enough because that's just gonna leak out of you. The more accepting and good you become, the more great you are going to be to yourself, which is gonna make you a better member of this earthly community that we have. Another thing I'm doing to optimize my flop era is exercising. Now, if you've known me for years, I really didn't like exercising <laughs> at a certain point. I used to be super, super active and I got a little <laughs> um obsessive <laughs> over it. I think because I have ADHD, I do realize the link between me exercising and me getting things done. But... For a while, I think I overdid it to try to become the most productive version of myself. And now I really just focus on movement that feels good and that is rebuilding to my own personal needs. It's like things like making sure that, you know, I'm doing the pelvic floor therapy, I'm working on my abdominal walls, I'm working on not hunching over on my Invisalign. Like all these things are like health and fitness things that I'm trying to either pay a little more attention to or transform completely with the Invisalign. Ugh, y'all, the working out and the Invisalign are just two health things that are just getting me through this flop. Before we go any further, some of you might be thinking, am I even in a flop era? What would that constitute as? I'm gonna tell you. I've done some research and it has been revealed to me that a flop era can be marked by certain things like a lack of achievement for a certain extended period of time, decreased self-confidence, poor performance, external feedback that you may be in a flop era, hearing some negative reviews from other people, a decline in opportunities, feelings like you're always comparing yourself to your past success, a feeling of stagnation, or... Financial and personal stress. Does that not sound like everyone these days? Like, this is so general. So, if you are feeling all those ways, I think what I've previously mentioned is going to give you a good foundation to get started on figuring out what your personal flop is, whether it be business, love life, personal, whatever. Everything I've previously mentioned is really the going inward process and determining, like, what am I gonna do? I'm in a flop era, I'm not feeling very happy. There's something that needs to change. These steps will allow you to go inward and figure the frick out. Now let's talk about what's most important. (laughs) Getting hotter. What are my qualifications? Well, I'm so glad you asked. I would like to tell you that from, mm, maybe from kindergarten, to I think about fifth grade. I used to have a beanie baby clothing business. Yes, that's right. And I would make shitty beanie baby clothing and I would end up selling it for people's ice cream milk money at home, uh, which was just a couple quarters because I wanted to get the slime from our Kroger. If you know, you lived in the 90s, you know. This did not make me very popular with, well, frankly, anyone who could have any remote interest in liking me and you know it really wasn't a problem until I saw Orlando Bloom and thought hmm that little elf I'm really into I would maybe perhaps like having some romantic attention and I went from a frizzy socially withdrawn little caterpillar and blossomed into a beautiful girly butterfly. A makeover is my favorite thing to do. If you've followed me for a while, you know that there is nothing that I love more than changing up my look. I am one of those people who has to change something physically in order to signify, mark a different era of my life a la Taylor Swift. It is something that some people just love to do. It is such a fucking fun creative outlet to be able to... To manifest some of that creative energy that lives inside of all of us into a physicality that you carry around every day. Wasn't that a good explanation for vanity? I always tell people that a little bit of vanity is just taking care of yourself. If you watched America's Next Top Model growing up and your favorite episode wasn't the makeover episode, if you watched Princess Diaries And don't think that Paolo is the most dynamic character in that scene. The fun and games are just mesmerizing. We're not the same. But that's okay. I'm here to serve those who don't get it. First thing I'm doing. Anytime there is a flop, I stop doing my eyebrows. I stop doing my eyebrows. I'm saying, "Mm, it's flop time. It's time these bad boys take a rest. Now, I just... Did a little trimmy trim. So, what I mostly do now is I'm letting myself be wild, okay? There is something about a flop era where you just don't have as much energy to get super, super cute. So you must cultivate a new way of being, okay? And for me, getting my eyebrows done constantly is just that's my bride era. That's not me anymore financially. <laughs> That's not a thing that I want to invest in or can right now. So doing my eyebrows at home and letting them grow in and just becoming oh natural is one of my top things for a makeover when you are going to transform in your flop era. I think you got to commit. You got to commit. You got to let the world know. You're in your folklore era. I've said this before. You sometimes have to go through a folklore era where you're not drawing the cat eye sharp enough to kill a man. Where you're not wearing the red lipstick. You're having... You're in your... I'm in my curly bangs era. Except don't let me get bangs again. Let them go wild. My tip is... This is is a tip that I learned working for an esthetician for like five years. uh, Taught me so much about beauty and I got really into beauty working with her. It's a popsicle stick trick. Lay a popsicle stick on your eyebrow and then just trim around. Let all the other eyebrow hairs go wild. And I'm going to tell you in like three or four months, they're going to just have a nice like juicy shape. That isn't overarched. That isn't the laminated brow look. I don't like the laminated brow look. I have to be honest. I've tried it a couple times and I don't know about it. I don't know about it. It doesn't, it doesn't, but yeah, let your eyebrows go wild. Let's talk about hair. You guys know we have been doing the hair wavy. Now I don't know if I'm going to carry this into my next slay. I'm still in my folklore era. But something that you gotta do is be taking care of your hair. And for me, that was a big chop to get rid of all the damaged curls and just have healthy, happy hair. For you, that might be a protein treatment. If you have hair that's not necessarily dry, but poofy, okay? Okay, everyone asks me about poof, and I'm not talking about frizz. This is my thing about frizz. Sometimes frizz is just hair regrowth and you just have to wait for it to get longer. I'm talking about poofy. It's not making a complete curl or wave. It's just, it's like straight but poofy. That is time for protein. You need to build back those curls with a little protein that's going to fill it in. The best one out there, K18. Cannot afford it. (laughs) Most of the time. So... You can get Olaplex or there is a Target version of Olaplex that's also vegan cruelty-free. Amazing. Slather that in. And I want you to be doing this at least monthly. At least monthly. Better yet, weekly. Don't do any more than that. And then I want a weekly deep conditioning treatment. And then get some freaking nice shampoo. Like... The deep conditioning, the deep conditioner and the protein treatment, all those things, like I try to keep lower cost because you use so much. But the shampoo, like, I love the shampoo de yucca from Ceremonia. From Ceremonia, it's so good. It smells like a rainforest. This is like the little treaty treat. You can also treaty treat yourself with body wash. This is getting into a different episode. (laughs) Making sure you're taking care of your hair if you want to throw a little scalp oil on there once a week go for it I am taking such good look I'm at a spa okay I'm at a spa obviously I don't have children like if you're thinking I'm bananas for this put together your own hot list this is what I'm doing so my hair is shiny curly fluffy and at first I felt like a little rat when I was doing this but slowly 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 my hair just got better and better And now I'm really seeing the power of the self-care I've been doing for the past year and it's really starting to pay off. Biggest thing when I'm talking about eyebrows or hair or skin or anything in general, like I have people who are like, I've been using this for a week. It's done nothing for me. I'm like, babe, nothing that's worth its weight and shit is going to get you going in a week. Okay, babe, like patience is a virtue. Do some of that inner spiritual work that I was talking about earlier and like sit on it. You can't take care of a child for one week and then be like, why don't they know how to brush their teeth yet? Why don't they know how to tie their shoes? Like your your hair is still just like recovering. It's, it's being treated like a hot girl's hair is. And I know you're thinking, why is she t- listing out all of these physical things? I swear when you are feeling like you're taken care of physically, it's going to transform how you feel like how you feel about yourself internally. The reason all these bloggers are so into all these self-care things is because these things can help you feel better. I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but right now I'm cultivating a personal sense of style and trying out low-cost things. I love renting stuff right now because one thing is like my body is changing a lot right now so buying anything new would be expensive and kind of ridiculous and because it helps me try out what kinds of shapes of garments that is going to be flattering on me not flattering that's going to enhance the certain look that I want and that look has been previously planned out in that planning of the flop era right now I'm just trying to go for something like Okay, let me let you in. I want like a cleaner, kind of Copenhagen, kind of like housewife look. I just want to be simple. After getting rid of so much stuff in our KonMari cleaning part of our flop era, it's revealed to me I have so much more space for my new self to get hotter and develop. Another thing that I am starting to do for my flop era is eating more damn protein, I hate, I hate protein powder. I don't like it. Everyone tells me to try this one, try that one. They all taste the same, okay? They all taste the same. There are some that are much more tolerable than the others, but they all are protein powder. Um, As you know, I'm a beautiful vegan. I think whey protein is absolutely disgusting and bad for you, but you do whatever you want, <laughs> Um, my favorite protein is the Garden of Life and I like the protein, not the meal replacement because I want all that protein because I want to eat a real meal later. I love to do the monk oat milk or else I'll just do water and then I do dark, sweet, frozen cherries. Those are so good. Dark cherry juice I've heard is like good for your muscles. I'm drinking that right after a workout and it has helped me get through my day to just chug that when I wake up instead of just like having a piece of toast or whatever and it's just like this chocolate and cherry I love chocolate cherry anything but I'm not a banana smoothie girl it doesn't feel good in my stomach a lot of times and this is just so simple and I get all that protein in I'm also Jesse and I are really into incorporating whole foods into our dinners now. We try to incorporate a bunch of seasonal things, whatever is like on sale and seasonal at the grocery, we gravitate towards trying to expand the amount of whole fruits and veggies in our diet. Not just the amounts, but the variety is something very important. And I don't know, when you start eating and prioritizing a more variety of foods, I'm a I'm a girly who likes to eat the same thing every single day but has to push myself to do these kinds of things. And they it's like my body just glows from the inside out. It's so worth it. Maybe I'll start posting more food stuff. I need to start posting more. Y'all, can can we side note for a second? Oh my gosh, one of the things that I'm struggling with so much that I don't struggle with my podcast is that I just feel so silly posting on the internet. I just feel so silly posting on the internet. It's so mind-blowing that this right now is my job to just entertain you, but I am going to promise to get over that just so that we can continue creating a community that makes you feel good and makes me feel like I'm actually helping people. Anyways, back to personal hygiene. What we were talking about for personal hygiene, Invisalign. I've had a lot of people ask me about the Invisalign because my teeth are pretty straight, I would say. It is probably peculiar that I'm getting Invisalign, but... Unfortunately, I've had TMJ problems since I was 16, um, and they're just from a misalignment of the back teeth. One side of my teeth don't touch, and it's very painful when it feels like one side of your muscles can never fully relax and touch or chew on that side, and you know, it's so expensive. I've been meaning to do it for years, Finally, had <laughs> finally had saved up and could do it, and I thought, hmm... Right now would be the best time to do it because one, I am so flopping so hard. You know, I just, I have just been so depressed. (laughs) It's one of the other reasons it's really hard for me to get on social media is just, we've had so many people pass away in the last couple years in our family and friends, loved ones, everything. And it was taking a real toll on my personal hygiene and you know what you can't do when you have Invisalign? Not brush and floss your teeth. My oral hygiene has never been better. I brush my teeth five fucking thousand times a day and floss every single one of those times when you have to brush your teeth that many times and you have to look in your face and you have to (laughs) confront yourself in the mirror while brushing your teeth that many times I started realizing like oh I am not taking any time to take care of myself at all if I'm skipping brushing my teeth it's like little things like that when you're skipping those basic necessities you're not gonna be a hot girl if you're not fully flossing in the morning you know I'm also going to say I do not have time to do all of these every single day. This is just a shift in prioritizing those days when you're feeling extra shiz about your flop era. Maybe it's time to go in the bathroom and do a fresh minty brush and floss your teeth instead of sitting on the fucking couch crying and scrolling. Just get up and fucking brush your teeth. I I had a friend who one time I came over she came over and I was so anxious about this acting class we're gonna to go to afterwards. And she made the earth shattering suggestion that I should just go in and brush my teeth. It shifted everything. When I came back out, I was like, I don't know why, but I feel like a hot girl. It is singularly something that I've carried with me through my life since. You get up, you brush your teeth, you're a bad bitch. You can get in front of people, you can get in their face. Gives you confidence. It gives you, it just, sometimes an extra brush is worth it. All this to say, Invisalign has been a, absolutely barbaric on my teeth um, because I'm shifting the position of an entire side of my jaw, but it is starting to feel better. In no way, shape, and form am I telling you to go get Invisalign, but I am saying taking good. Oral hygiene and hygiene in general, like washing your hair, like taking care of the hair health in general, these are all bodily health functions that I think sometimes people overcomplicate them, i.e. some bloggers, when really the simplest tasks of hygiene can take so much care of you and your mental health during a floppy flop time. The last thing I'm going to be talking about is channeling confidence. I see too many bad bitches out there without your tits up. When was the last time you were allowed to leave the house with your tits not up? I do it all the time, okay? (laughs) I know. I fucking mean it. Are you listening to this right now? You don't have to have tits to get your tits up. You know the part in Maisel where Susie and Midge, they're like, whenever she's about to perform, they're like, tits up. My mommy and I say that to each other, okay? Tits fucking... And she created a monster. Look at me. Look at me. (laughs) Tits up, motherfuckers. Seriously. Um, I... (laughs) This is probably revealing too much. But I somehow convinced my school that I should be allowed to skip PE in exchange for doing belly dancing at the local dance hall and it worked. You know, one thing that I am taking with me from them is one of the first poses that we learn when we're belly dancing is like the belly dancing strut, you know, soft bend knees, your vagine is nice and engaged, your inner core is nice and engaged, and she says you have two little diamonds on each nipple. Those diamonds need to be up in the sky. There are so many baddies walking around with their caved in chests crumpled in with their two shoulders concaved towards each other like you're freezing and you're just walking to go get a Starbucks. I want your tits up. I know like as a woman. It's like every time you go outside, it's like don't draw too much attention to yourself. If you if you're wearing a tank top, like cover up. You, you, just, you always have your armor up, but that armor like carries around everywhere. So don't forget to have your tits up. The whole this big thing is just about confidence. The way you carry yourself, chemically, I believe, this is not research, but I believe completely changes which part of your flop you're in. Are you in the decline? Are you in the flopping? Or are you in the getting out of your flop era? Your posture, oh my gosh. So I took something called Alexander Technique when I was in acting school. And basically we studied how different people walk and exist in the world and how growing a greater awareness of each muscle and part of our body is essential in portraying character. Our bodies do not fucking lie. Your body is a direct result of what your inside is doing. Like one of the ways our teacher used to explain is like, if you're in pain, we'd imagine what parts of our body would be in pain. And then how would we walk? If say you have lower back pain in the center of your back, that's me. You'd probably walk curled in on yourself. (laughs) My lower back pain, I'm so in my 30s. You'd probably walk a little curled in on yourself, maybe with a limp. Who knows? Your internal is ex- informing your external, and just as much, vice versa. What we would study is that the simple change in a movement can completely change how much, like a character, you feel. And sometimes you got to put on some lipstick and shake your ass. Even if you don't want to shake your ass anymore. Tits fucking up. You are too much of a bad bitch. Like think about all the shit that led you to listening to my podcast today. You've done so fucking much. You've done so much. I know you have. Every, one of the reasons I became an actor is because I think every single human life is so interesting and to just be able to get to know a character and learn that was so fun to me. And we would do these deep character studies and it started getting me thinking like, why don't we do this individually? There's so much that can be learned. And the greater awareness you have of yourself, of how you're feeling, along with what made you come here today, is what creates the character of self. And that character is you, the real you. I cannot encourage you enough to play with movement, play with body, play with when you're walking in the street, Put your titties up. Put those diamonds to the sky. Get your nipples out, babes. Also, I do have to recommend because I, after years of not doing dance or having much body awareness or sitting and doing like a work from home where I'm sitting all the time. I know it doesn't look like I'm sitting all the time because whenever you're seeing me, I'm like shaking my ass for the public. But most of my job is sitting at a desk at a computer hunched over, making sure that that Posture doesn't carry into my normal everyday life and that you know, as much as I can try to improve it while I'm doing it. Making sure that I actually relearned how to use my muscles to walk around and to not be a shriveled, dried up a little prune curling in on myself. Like literally, y'all, it's like the the sternum, my sternum is concave. And now that I've been trying to strengthen my back muscles, engage my core, learning about postural exercises, it translates into how I feel about myself so much so that I've completely changed the way I like record podcasts now. Like I can tell the podcast that I'm sitting and I'm nervous versus the ones that I'm walking around or just talking with good tits up posture. It sounds completely different. I'm tits up right now. Can you tell? So that's my little word of encouragement to getting out of your fucking flop. And I just want to say the harder you can go in to your folklore, growing out your brows, taking care of yourself, making sure that you're relearning how to walk like someone who's not in a flop, making sure the the harder you go in to all these things, the bigger your sleigh is going to get because eventually these things won't be learned skills. This is just skill building. Eventually it will be who you become. Don't get too hard on yourself if you can't do everything. Obviously, I don't do everything. I have endo. I can barely do anything once a month. I'm begging you to just find the influencer in yourself. That doesn't mean posting about it. That just means treating yourself like the bad bitch you are. Because if you're listening to the podcast, you're already, you like, come on, you know, you're a different type of bitch who will hopefully leave a five-star review and rating. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this was As invigorating as I could have possibly gotten it. Thanks for taking some time out of your day. Thanks for listening. Bye! Thank you for listening to Biracial and Bitchy. Be sure to rate us five stars because remember, karma is a relaxing thought. And do a bitch a favor, share this episode with a friend. Bye!